following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Welcome to the 2018 National Football League season. It is finally here. Labor Day weekend is over with, and it's week number one in the NFL. We are two days away from the first game of this NFL season, and welcome to Talking Cowboys. Do we ever have a lot to get to over the course of the next hour here, kicking off our Cowboys programming here on DallasCowboys.com. Bill Jones with Brian Broaddus and Rob Phillips. Mickey Spagnola is out today. And, uh, yeah, you ready for some football this week? Yeah, I feel like that, you know, once the college games started kicking off and I was like, okay, then, you know, the the NFL season usually is right behind that. So, yeah, I am ready. I think that when you look at training camps, when you look at how we got through that, you look through the roster – uh, the makeup of the roster, the waiver wire, all that stuff that you've had to do here the last that that's really kind of where it's when I sat down and said, okay, I gotta start watching film of the Carolina Panthers today, <laughs> that's when it hit. That's right. It's that, Panthers that, Week. It's Panthers Week. So that's yeah. Right. I get to watch Luke Keekley and Cam Newton and DJ Moore, some of these guys yeah. I like to watch play football. It's time for your matchups on the website. It's been a while. Yeah, it's we been a while. Those. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah, look forward to look forward to kind of talking about it, and uh, you know, looking forward to getting the season starting. And uh, yeah, that's that's the exciting thing. I think opening days are always great. Yep. Whether you know baseball, football, whatever it is, I, I'm all horse for racing, them. horse racing, horse racing. Whatever. Sure. I'm. I'm uh... <laughs> I tell you what's funny. Can I tell a little quick horse yeah, racing? Yeah, sure. I had a buddy at Del Mar yesterday. And maybe I'm not supposed to say this because it's gambling. Horse racing's okay, right? Yeah, I think am I okay? So. Am I, okay to, I can't bet on games. I can't bet on like right. our game. Buddy of mine's at Del Mar, and he uh, he's he's screenshotting pictures of the the form, the racing form. And I'm picking horses while I'm watching Bennett's practice. <laughs> Multitasking. And I, and I won like. I won like thirty five bucks on two races. <laughs> All right, I heard right. they had a fire or something there. Well, they had, they had they had a they had something. You know, they had somebody get they had a gun go off. Oh, there. that's what it was. Yeah, it was, it like, was gunfire. Yeah, gunfire. Gunfire. But <laughs> I don't mean to. Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. Del Mar. Okay. Del Mar's beautiful track. Yeah, I've been. So there. yeah, I, I used I, to make it back in the eighties when the Cowboys were in Thousand Oaks. Yeah. Went down to the Chargers camp sure. in La Jolla, yeah. uh, and we made it over to Del Mar a couple of times, a couple yeah. of years, and it fits perfectly, of course. I know with, we got a football talk, camp. but I'm sorry. I just, I, I was just sitting. In, I can sitting, talk horse racing with you all day long. Bro. I was sitting there watching. I was watching Bennett practice a little bit late in the day, and and I'm like, buddy's like, I'm at Del Mar. I'm like. Text me the race or send me the racing form. <laughs> so I had like three races. I sat there and made money just watching. <laughs> Did Bennett win? No, well, Ben, no, ben no, practice. This is just practice. Just practice. Just okay, practice. No, okay. I wouldn't do it during a game. But yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I love horse game. racing. I love horse and racing. He wasn't doing it for Bennett. It was no. for his own. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. for Bennett's college yeah, fund. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, sure. So Bennett did win. I better, yeah, better, yeah, I better win more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and before we dive into the NFL, you mentioned college football. Yeah. I'm here on September 4th, ready to make a prediction. Okay? Oklahoma and the national The final four in college football, it's. 
Oklahoma, mm-hmm. LSU, oh. Texas A&M, nah. and oh, we'll throw in Alabama. Yeah, You're not Alabama. betting on that one, man. Mickey, three, Mickey three SEC teams. Teams. Missouri's got a quarterback this year. We're going to probably talk yeah. about it. Did a bunch. they win this week? Uh, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know if don't they know. played, but I, well, I Wouldn't do, that be something? They got a first-round quarterback, though. Missouri's got That's a first-round right. quarterback, yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about their guy. A lot during the draft. So anyway, that's my take takeaway from the first weekend of college football. Appreciate. In fact, that's Lane Kiffin. By the way, he did say it was the best team he ever. He said he'd be shocked if there's a better team in college football than my team. Congrats to you. Yeah. Now we got Chip Kelly and UCLA this week. All right. But the Cowboys the other day. The Cowboys have Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers this week. All right. Let's um, let's get into this roster shakedown a little bit. Okay. I know we had a show yesterday, not exclusively a Talking Cowboys show yesterday, leading up to Jason Garrett's press conference. Check out what Garrett said at the at the press conference yesterday. Brian, you had a chance, and I assume maybe Rob too, in the walk off with the the head coach. So quickly, just uh, what's your takeaway now with the Dan Bailey Brett Maher? kicking situation you know I I feel like though that all the things and and I and I thought Garrett would be really vague in the way that he presented it to in front of the cameras but I don't think he was vague I think he I think he told you that uh, there were several factors involved the the fact that uh, they felt like that that he had kicked better than Bailey and Bailey got limited opportunities but they had practice and and they felt like that, hey, you know, this is an opportunity and the, the chances that we gave him that he, he clearly showed up. And so uh, I think that's a possibility. I mean, not a possibility. I think that's a, a reason. I think the fact that, you know, the coaching staff uh, maybe lost a little confidence in Dan Bailey. I mean, that was what I was thinking going in and asking Garrett that question. He's saying, hey, you know, that's part of it. You know, you want to feel good about, you know, what's going on with your with your kickers or any of those players. You know, you want to have confidence in your players and then, also, the money factor, I think, came in as well. So, you know, all those things, um, you know, Garrett could have came up there. And, he, you know, he, he was very complimentary of Dan Bailey. You know, he knew what Dan Bailey meant to this organization. He knew what he meant to him, you know. And, but he, he's part of the decision-making process, Jason Garrett. And, and this is one of those things where maybe we'll find out one day that some of these moves, the Des Bryant move, the Dan Bailey move, Maybe one day we'll find out that, you know, maybe Jason Garrett was leaning towards, hey, I want to keep Des Bryant. I, I wanted to keep Dan Bailey. You know, and I don't think that's going to be like an, you know, maybe it's an afterthought. But, you know, sometimes, like I say, the coaches have, uh, the head coach, everyone I've ever been around here had a big stick in that personnel department. And, you know, whether that's Dave Campo or, you know, Chan Gailey. I saw Chan Gailey turn away <clears throat> Randy Moss. You know, I watched him mm. do it. And so I, I, I know I'm going long-winded here, but – you know, uh, this is it, it, this looked like a very difficult decision for Garrett, and, and, and he, I'm wondering if he was totally on board with it. Uh, but maybe it, they, they always look for well, a they always look for a consensus here, and that might be the the way they win. But so many decisions just aren't cut and dry decisions. No, that, no. all right, yeah, we're we're doing this for sure. There's, right, right, yeah, right. And they admit that they could be wrong on it, but and, and they, they got to make could, a, and, at the end of the day. You got to make the decision. And it could cost it could cost the head coach's job. Because all we, if you ever looked at Jason Garrett's record and looked at the games, he plays and he doesn't either. He doesn't blow people out. He's in a lot of tight, tough games where he's having to make a decision whether to kick a field goal. Or it, it there's a lot of close games, and they're going to probably play in a lot of close games this year if they're going to run the football. If the if the primary way of, of moving the ball and scoring is going to be running the football, they're going to be in a lot of tight games. 
because this is really it's a passing league, and we'll see if they can pass. We know they can run. We'll see if they can pass. I might, I might write about what you just said. That's a great point because, and, and it goes back to coaches tend usually lean towards what they know and what they're comfortable always, with. Always, mm-hmm. always. And and this is a What's guy in that, their DNA. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. you got inside thirty yards, thirty-five yard line, Bailey more than not was money. Now right. he wasn't down the stretch, and I, I do think the organization they admit it's it's a risk what they're doing here. Yes. Um, However, I think the rationale that they ultimately – the decision they came to was we're going to look at, at this objectively. Brett Maher, I don't know if any of us tracked his kicks throughout camp. We I started didn't. watching him. And that's a mistake on my part and probably the whole media. Yeah, He, yeah. he kicked well yeah, overall. I think we all learned a lesson that <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> Maybe, well, <laughs> maybe there is a competition every yeah, day. And not not know? necessarily some jobs that appear to be safe, maybe they aren't safe. Right. And uh, I think they felt overall the numbers bore out Maher won the competition. Now, you have to factor in history as well, but like Brian said, there was concern there. Now, Maher could go out and miss a couple kicks Sunday, and they can second guess. But what if Bailey missed on Sunday and they were worried about his confidence to begin with? Then you second guess yourself that way and say, we didn't trust our objective evaluation that this guy was better than our veteran. So they ultimately kind of took the jersey off and said, okay, this guy was better. And then the other part of that is Brett Maher just made a 57-yard field goal in the last preseason game. And as we said on the TV broadcast, you probably said something similar on the radio broadcast, Brian. Well, other NFL teams just took note of that. Brad Sham and I went into a dissertation on why he will probably get another chance to kick for somebody else. Brad goes, does he deserve an opportunity? I'm thinking, well, yeah, you look at what he was able to kind of do in camp. You've seen what he was done with some some of the games. He did have the blemish. He had a miss in the 49ers game that would have uh, maybe put the Cowboys in a little bit better position to, to try. And but it was it. like a 52-yarder. Exactly, it was. But, you know, that's those are the things you're thinking about. I mean, they, they put him out there with confidence. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised Garrett put him out there with, with, for a 57-yard shot. To be, you know, to be honest, and but depending on on what yeah. they're thinking was going into that, we game. were thinking, yeah, we were thinking emergency list guy, we were thinking workout guy, we were thinking everything a personnel man thinks of, but making a football team. You know what I was thinking this morning, though, I was thinking, okay, I was trying to remember play out the scenario leading right. up to that fifty-seven yarder. I, I was thinking the opposite of that. Yeah. Maybe they were. Put, trying to put him in position. Mm. I don't remember what the play call was on third down, but maybe they wanted him to go out there. Let's see if you can make a 55-yarder. Yeah. And, but, even, uh, but even then, it's like, okay, great. He made a great kick. Maybe he's trade bait over the weekend because we feel good about <laughs> Dan Bailey. We don't need to see Dan Bailey kick. And ultimately, it's like they wanted to see what this guy could do one more time before they bite the bullet. But, but also, okay, maybe they're leaning towards keeping Dan Bailey. All right. And what are the chances Maher gets picked up by somebody else? If, if Bailey missed a field goal in Carolina, we could always fall back on Maher. Or have well, him on the practice squad. Yeah, have him on the practice squad. And it, it, he makes the 57-yarder, and they're thinking, you know what, he's probably going to get picked up by somebody. we got to make a decision now. Me, me personally, and I, I, I get you know what they're at, and it might have been the decision that they couldn't afford to, to have Dan Bailey on the roster for $3 million and then cut him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean that that okay. Now he's due, he's due all his money after week one. Right. So you know maybe that's a situation that they had to they had to look at. It's like okay, yeah, nice to think about Mahar on on uh, on the practice squad, but what if Dan Bailey in week 
week two misses field goals. Mm-hmm. Now, now you've got now you got him on the books, you know, because he is a vested veteran and you're you're responsible for his entire contract. And you know, then then it's a little bit more of a of a challenge to to cut him right there. So that's a good point. But I, I just feel like I felt like all I I did not feel like that Dan Bailey's job was in jeopardy until until those two days where we saw him struggle when it went back to back days. I'm not, and right. maybe the, it's a bad way of saying it, his job in jeopardy. I felt like that. Okay. Now maybe we have to watch instead of going over there and BS and with somebody, you know, during practice, yeah, being yeah, practice, talking, <laughs> now we got to watch yeah, talking kicks. to the fans or yeah. whatever I do, you know, visit with people. I feel like now we've got to watch kicks. I remember Mickey and I, Mickey and I went and it's so funny at the same time we walked underneath the goalpost and just stopped and looked up, you know, like, and I looked at him like, you're here watching this kicker, huh? <laughs> he's like, yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you had to watch and see what was going on. But then on. after a few days. It kind of it kind of wore off. off. It, you moved, moved on. on. Yeah, yeah, you moved on. And I, I think maybe you, that just shows you how great Dan Billy was at his job, that after two days you just moved on. Well, in most past years, I don't know if we really charted him in, at camp. Now, I, I did this year every time, especially after those two kicks. But I think he missed – one kick after that two-day stretch where he struggled. So it looked mm-hmm. like he had righted himself. I thought he was striking the ball pretty well, but I wasn't paying close enough attention to this other guy who apparently mm-hmm. uh, really won their confidence over. And the other guy, Brett Maher, and that is how you pronounce it, according to the media guide. It is Maher, Maher. not Maher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maher. And he has experience in the Canadian Football League. Uh, and the other thing is he can also, if something happened to Chris Jones, he can also punt. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he can kick off too. So, anyway, he's your guy going to Carolina this week. Now, as far as other moves that have been made since we last convened and, and since uh, the 53-man roster was set. I liked. I, I thought it was a very shrewd move what they did as far as the wide receivers are concerned. Yes, with Noah Brown, uh, who had putting him on injured reserve after he was on the fifty-three. Now they can bring him back after eight weeks. They made they uh, they had the market figured out on Deontay Thompson where yes. they were able to bring him back and sign him. So now they've yeah, kept both veteran. those, kept veteran both those yeah. wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And really, they could tell what the market was because of the interest that Deontay Thompson had in the pre-season, in the offseason right. Right. because he did not sign for a, a huge amount of money. We right. kind of had a sort of a semi-breakout year last year. And so teams are usually overloaded at wide receivers, so he was still available. And now you got both those guys. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, the, the thing, they, they didn't want to lose Brown. Right. That was clear. You know, that that was And it, it gives you a guy now for the second half of the it, season it, it, that it you It gives can, you exactly right. You know. It gives you a guy that'll work with him, he'll get in shape and by you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in week eight. I mean, this is still a receiving crew that there's a lot of questions about right now. And and hey, week eight might be too late. It might not, but they you always have guys that get banged up during the season and, and you know, they've they've got that to to kind of fall back on in case they need to. Yeah, I think ultimately receiver, they kept the five that we thought in camp were probably the most uh, proven slash had the most potential with Michael Gallup as the third-round pick. And I know Brian was banging his fist on the table, no six wide receivers, no seven wide receivers. Ultimately, they go light at running back, and uh, it allows you to get Rico Gathers on the 53. And they just weren't going to give up the investment they'd made trying to develop him, and he'd showed enough to, to make it for now. Rico Gathers was a better player than Dalton Schultz. 
he was a better player there during and and but you know they're not going to give up on Dalton Schultz and they shouldn't give up on Dalton Schultz. They should find a way to say, okay, we need to get him stronger. We need to get him more reps. But Dalton Schultz did not play as well as he had played at Stanford, and that and that, and that, that in itself to me was very disappointing. But Rico Gathers, I'm going to say that he did deserve an opportunity to be on this football team. He put himself in consideration. He went from a player that nobody really wanted to deal with very much, you know, last year. I mean, it seemed like that the coaching staff had their questions about him. And what happens? You get new coaches. You know, new coaches roll in. And that might have been the best thing that ever happened to Rico Gathers, that uh, opinions of mm-hmm. former coaches go with their new teams. And you have a fresh slate and a fresh opportunity uh, to to come in and try and make the football team, and and he did. He was he was clearly. You look at the plays he made. You look at now. Jason Garrett was very complimentary of his blocking, and and I say this in a way that I understand where Jason Garrett's going here. Rico gathers at two hundred and eighty pounds. When he gets in your way, when he's on a defensive end or a linebacker, is a hard guy. He can make mistakes. He can make mistakes as a blocker. He can't make mental mistakes, but he can make mistakes in technique because and one of the reasons one of the examples that Garrett gave was Martellus Bennett. Right. Martellus Bennett was not a great technique blocker, but when he got that 280-pound body moving, he was difficult. Once he was on you, he was difficult to get rid of. But so as you said, it's a matter of making sure you're in the right spot. That's true. That's the nuance of the that, position. That and, is this, that. and that's a guy that's hasn't played a ton of football. And it will be and they they they're gonna dress they're gonna dress three tight ends this week. And I wonder if the third no, tight end be interesting. The wonder if the third tight end is gonna be Rico Gathers instead of Dalton Schultz. That's where this is gonna the other two are gonna dress, and that would be Swain and Jarwin. I wonder if the third tight end is going to be Rico Gathers. And, I, and I'm going to say this. I think there's a really good possibility it will be. And it may go week to week on that. And yes. We'll and so see. if Rico depending Gathers – Depending on matchups or on the development of Rico. If it, depending on the game plan and stuff like that, if, they, if somebody's got a heavy uh, Sam linebacker they play with or somebody's got a heavy defensive end or they want to create opportunity there to, to get on the edge – but Rico Gathers, the only thing keeping Rico Gathers, and I'm just talking about the on-the-field stuff. I'm not talking about the off-the-field stuff. The only thing keeping him from being the player that they want him to be is his ability to understand what he's got, his responsibility, his job. And there's been some signs where a hot read or being where he needs to be on a, a, a certain call or you see him playing second level, he's getting better at that. So if he can continue on that path up – Rico Gathers will be on your 46 every week. He's just too talented of a player. The problem is, though, he doesn't always know what he's doing, and that keeps him from being a guy you want on the 46. All right, we're going to take your phone calls here on Talking Cowboys. We're going to get into some of these other new Cowboys, Ibrahim Campbell, Adam Redman, Parker Anger, and others, as uh, Brian has done the homework on that when Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one of a kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John underwear that's guaranteed to never ride up. Trust me, I wear it. It's nothing like you've ever worn before. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Guarantee. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I need to listen to and heed your spots there, Rob. I was listening. I need to heed them because I just had to run because I was having difficulty myself there. Oh, no. And so if, if I can keep it from running up, then maybe I need to make the move. There we maybe, go. Right? Things oh, you yeah. know, things you learn in live radio. Hosting's so much easier when you're not making adjustments. That's exactly. And yeah, That's you, right. Tom John, we'll look you up. That's awesome. All right, uh, I've got one little story to pass along from the weekend. Everyone survived the weekend, obviously. I came very close to not surviving the weekend. Um, That's not good. Yeah, literally. I I came about that close, I truly believe. Whoa. All right. Um, On Sunday, some friends of mine and me, we went over to my daughter's new home, and they're moving in. Uh, Mm -hmm. She and her husband are moving in the new home, and they have that popcorn ceiling have you ever that was popular back in the 80s houses yes. back then. okay so we were we our assignment and we volunteered to do it was to get up on ladders and scrape the popcorn off okay oh geez. And so the whole house all right now that wasn't where i had a near-death experience mm-hmm. it was after that not ladders and uh, no okay, okay. All right so we're just covered with plaster and mm-hmm. paint and everything whatever and so I got, went home, and I decided I'm getting in the pool, okay, to get all that mm-hmm. stuff off me. I go to step into the pool. I step on the top step, and it was slicker than all get out. I slip. I fall to the side, and I came. I guarantee you I came an inch or two away from hitting my head on the side of that pool. Oh, I mean, I go, I fall, and I'm still sore on the left mm-hmm. side. My my knee, which has torn meniscus already, it mm-hmm. was buckled under, and I could just feel as I'm falling. I'm saying I just blew out my knee. Yeah, and now I'm thinking 
I'm going to hit my head. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I go slow motion walk. experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I just sat there afterwards. I went, Oh, and, and yeah. I got a scrape on my elbow and yeah. that's it. I'm oh, so geez. lucky. Wow. But more than anything, what this brings to me to the talking Cowboys and the NFL is okay. My knee was killing me the immediately after that, my hip, my shoulder, whatever I'm thinking, I just got hit by a 300-pound lineman. I mean, yeah. this is what these NFL players go yeah. through every single Sunday. And here it is. It got a little better yesterday, and I feel fine today. Yeah. But you can understand why and why yeah, you yeah. have a schedule now that uh, gives them a day to recover on Monday, and they don't get yeah. back here until Tuesday after yeah. a game because you need that time. And of course, their bodies are 30 years younger than mine, but <laughs> – but anyway, I'm glad you're all right. I, That's scary, man. I it thought was. you were saying something with the plaster got know, that, that that you swallowed yeah. a big <laughs> chunk of it looking up, and it well, was poisonous. We had, and, you know, well, uh, no telling you about the asbestos. Yeah, 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 I mean, we yeah, had the mask yeah, on yeah, and yeah, goggles okay. on and everything. Okay, so right, well, good for you. I mean, I would have so been anyway. Like, I'd been like, oh, I have no mask, and it got in my mouth or something <laughs> like that, and I'd have been like, uh, oh, really like sick, you oh. know. Oh, that that was a horrible experience. I'm still having a hard time getting over it. Anyway, all right, let's get to these new players. Ibrahim Campbell. Yes. What does he bring to the party? I'll tell you what, with Campbell, and and it's up on DallasCowboys.com, the reports and stuff, and I I really, I I was impressed. We, We saw him in the Cowboys game against the Texans the other day. He was around the ball. He is a, a fierce hitter. He's a wrap-up tackle guy. He's a guy that's 5'11", about 215 pounds. He's got really a strong safety kind of a build. But they play him as really – they'll play him down, but they'll also play him as that single high guy. And you'll see him react. Uh, there was a play, I remember a particular play, uh, when Gallup dropped the ball on the slant. He was coming fast to, to defend that play. So with Campbell, he's a, he is a veteran guy. He has played in this league as far as he's made some starts. He was with Cleveland. He was drafted by Cleveland in the fourth round. I do like his ability to tackle. I do like his ability to play physically. I do like the, I do like the fact that you can play him down and you can play him back, and he seems to have that kind of flexibility to his game. He's not just a down guy, and, and I think that's something that they were kind of looking at. Can we get a guy that's just not a down guy? But here, here he's, he's got that ability to play in some coverage. He was having to cover some linebackers. I, I don't know if I would put him in the slot like what they do with Xavier Woods, but I think there's some things that like what they do with Jeff Heath that play, you know, they have to play Heath back. They could play him down, be a little bit interchangeable. Because you prefer to see Heath around the line of scrimmage more. I would. Because I would. He, he, he's, yeah. the way he reads things and he's instinctive and he can he can come up and make plays. And yeah. now Kayvon Frazier, we think he's going to try to go week one. But at least this guy gives you some versatility in case he misses some snaps. This, guy, or, this, this guy's a better – this guy's a better – uh, they're both physical players, but I think if you said who's a better tackler, I'd say Campbell's a better tackler than Frazier. And I think you could play him in more coverage situations than you can Frazier. Okay. So that that in itself I think is a good thing. I'm all for if keeping Xavier Woods back and letting Jeff Heath play down underneath because if I could get if I could get Heath, uh Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee all to the ball. I, I, one of those three is going to make a tackle for me. So uh, the more I don't want Jeff Heath playing, you know, in in uh, so deep that he's everything is just run up, run up, run up, run up, that kind of thing. I, I want him around the ball where he can make some plays. 
And when you look at Houston, they added Tyron Matthew in the offseason. Right. They also drafted Justin Reed. Right. And so you can understand where yeah. Campbell, uh, right. he fell short in Houston, but there's an opportunity here and in we, Dallas. Did they sign a – did they sign – Decoud? Is that who you told Decoud? me? Deku is... They already had Deku on their roster. A Deku, Treston Deku on yeah, the roster. Yeah, but I think he's on a Cowboys practice squad. Now. Oh, you're talking yeah, yeah, oh, you're yeah. talking about they meaning yeah. Dallas. I yeah. thought you meant Houston. Yeah, reports now that he's signing to the practice squad here. Okay, so, okay good. Yeah. There you go. Right. So a little it, more depth there. Yeah, a little bit more depth at the position and all that. So, you know, All right, hopefully. how about these linemen? Uh, first, you had uh, Parker... And and we're hearing the pronunciation anger, anger. on e h i n g e r. Of course, he went to University of Cincinnati. Parker right. Anger and Adam Redmond. Yes, and then Anger, he he's a guy. I I I really liked what I saw. He was playing tackle at Kansas City. He wasn't really playing the guard, but he's played both in his career. But I evaluate like that position flex. Yeah, I I evaluate him as a right tackle, and I I'll tell you what though. There's there was things about I like the ability to finish. I think there were some things with him where you you at guard, I think it's a little bit easier for a tackle. He his his balance wasn't always good. Uh, there was times where he'd have three or four plays where he was really good. You see him in position, 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 and then it's that fifth play that all of a sudden, oh, why is the head down? He's lunging, you know, trying to but I, I feel like though if you put him inside He's probably better suited than having to play out in space. He's athletic enough to do the stuff that they want to do with the pulls and things like that. He could second-level block. Uh, he could reach. He could scoop. Those are the things that they're going to ask him to do. Uh, I, I like the way that he – I mentioned I like the way he finishes. I think that's a good thing for him. But, yeah, the, he's got that ability. If they had to play him as an emergency tackle, I don't think you, you would be – you know, to get out of a game, I think he could do it. But he's better suited to be playing guard, to play inside, where he can where he can use more of his ability to to get up on guys, to stay with guys. The sustain is really really good for him. So uh, he, he was a he played as a rookie quite a bit for the Chiefs, and then got a really bad knee injury. And you know I don't think that's robbed him of any of his you know quickness or speed or anything or lateral slide or any of that stuff. But it's something you have to kind of keep an eye on. So if one of your tackles misses snaps, you're going with Fleming as your swing tackle. Yeah, that's now. what it sounds like. If you in this game, they're going to try and get these two guys ready to roll. You know, with with and the thing I like about Redmond is Redmond's a scheme fit for him as well because now here's a guy. That's, and I always say this because when it, it it pertains, if a guy has trouble extending. He's really kind of a belly to belly blocker, and I mean that belly. That's that's really a close guy. If you if you read me say if you read that what I say, that means the guy's getting real close. He's not able to really extend, and this is the thing I think with Redmond that they like is the fact that he could get up on his guy. He's a better angle blocker. I mean angle like blocking back. He's not going to drive people off the ball. He's going to get into his block. He's going to hold on. He's going to shield from the. He's, the ball is going to go behind him. He's, he's going to make the defender run through him to get to the ball. And, and that's, but I saw some things where, again, second-level stuff, what they do with Travis Frederick, I always talk about Frederick's ability to cut the defense in half. This guy could get up on the second level, take some linebackers, give Ezekiel, give the backs a little bit of a cutback lane if he had to play. And they, they pulled him quite a bit. He's a 296-pound guy. So he's not the he's not a, a you know he's built more like what you would see with Connor Williams, 
but you see the athletic ability, and I think that's why they went and got he's he's a better he's better than what they were going to get with Marcus Martin. Marcus Martin was a big boxy square guy, powerful guy. I compared him to Ron Leary the way he looked. You know when Ron Leary was big that way. This guy's not. This guy's more of an athlete, and uh, and I could see why because he's a better scheme fit because of the mobility. So they are better at backup offensive line. They are better now yes. than what they yes. were. Yes, yeah, ago. yeah, because the whole idea was to try and find somebody that was better than than uh, Kadeem Edwards. That was the whole idea. Yeah, you know, find find you. Know, they went out. and They got some a couple of young guys. That that have had some experience, have played some preseason games. You know, that, those are the kinds of things. I mean, that's what you want. You you, you talk about uh, anger. He he's he's a guy that's been. You know, he's played. I mean, he's he's made some starts and stuff. That's what you want. You don't want to throw a Kadeem Edwards out there who hasn't had that experience. And you know, and, and it, he's it, not thirty years old. Yeah, it's exactly. not like a Byron yeah, Bell coming exactly. in here. This is not a band aid. This, yeah. this is not a band aid. This guy can legitimately play. And so. You know that's the whole idea. They've they've been chasing this. They've been chasing the swing guys, and now they lost their best swing guy because their best swing guy is now having to play as a starting center. So right. you know that's why they had to make the moves they did. They've they've gone out and tried to address the two spots they were most thin. We just talked about safety and interior offensive line. So they at least they've tried to upgrade there. We'll see if they if it works. If they have to use those guys. It sounds encouraging on Travis Frederick, although there's no timetable still. Yeah. But obviously, they feel optimistic that maybe he can get back within the next two months. The fact that he was not placed on IR after being on the – obviously, he's going to be on the 53 to start because they want to keep that chance open. Uh, but even now, here we sit on Tuesday, and he hasn't been placed on IR. That gives you hope that – Can that I be maybe, the wet blanket guy? Yeah. Hey, Jerry Jones is gambling here. Mm. He's gambling. They don't know. They don't know. Right. They You're don't right. Know. You're right. They, 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 they don't know. They don't right. know. And 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 in all honesty, I don't think Travis Frederick knows. Right. And I don't and think his doctors, doctors don't, don't know. know. And I. But they're they're gambling that because Frederick, yeah. they're gambling on Frederick's ability to 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 get. You know, he's a professional athlete to get himself in condition. The minute he can, they say you can start lifting. You can start doing all these things. Travis Frederick will be there 24 hours a day trying to get himself ready to play. But they 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 are they are they are looking at a hole card right now, and they're not sure what that hole card is on the river, you know. I mean, now, and then I'm using poker terms. No, there. I, I got you. But they, you. they they they're they're hoping they're hoping that they draw the inside straight. Clar- clarify for me the rule on injured reserve and returning from injured reserve eight during the season. It is eight weeks, eight weeks from when you get placed on injured right, reserve. Right. So there would be a. If you're sitting there thinking, okay, if the doctors say it's going to take some time to get his strength back, right. uh, I mean, best case scenario, right? Best case scenario would be he's back in four weeks, whatever. Right, probably. Right. I, yeah, I'm just speculating. They're, they're gambling, I have no idea. They're, yeah, they're, but yeah. but there is a, a a place somewhere in there where you would want to, if you if it looks like it's going to linger, if it if it looks like this is the then, gamble, this is the gamble. If he doesn't come back within eight weeks, you just you just you put him on IR. You just go ahead and you just you just say he's you, done. He's for done. The season. He's yeah, done for the it season. just gives you a window for a yeah. couple months, and yeah. and he can start practicing technically after six yeah. weeks, right. I believe. Yeah, but I, if you went ahead and did it now or next week or something, you yeah. get that eight weeks started, and now right. you know that. 
We'll see what happens, if, but he could be available yeah, the last yeah, seven yeah, weeks that's of the what I'm season. Saying. If long, it, yeah, if the longer it, you wait, yeah, the longer it, you wait, the longer right. you're not going to. Yeah, in yeah. that respect, you're well, not. Well, and like I said, I, 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 I've been from, and I'm not betting against the guy. I'm not. I just because we don't know. Well, and I hear we don't know, and I, mean, I don't. I'm, I haven't planned. I mean, if I was a personal guy, I wouldn't plan on him playing. But you're, but, but you're they, saying they did the same thing with Romo, um, yeah. with his injury a couple of yeah. years ago, and they went ahead and kept him on the fifty-three. Right, a uh, little different because that was a structural deal where right. you can kind of project you, healing you numbers and, on it. Yeah. yeah, I will say this because to Brian's point, this is something they won't rush if, no. he, if he's no, not sure because no. this is about his long-term well-being with his family, and I, you know, that's the most important thing. So I don't think they're going to rush him back because he's starting to feel, <clears throat> excuse me, a little better. Um, but the reports they say are, are encouraging no, right it is, now. It is. So that's good. I, I think the only two people that really know this situation well is Travis's doctor and Travis. I mean, I, I really, really think like the Cowboys are, they have an idea of what, but, but they're, 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 I'm not saying they're flying blind, but there's a lot of things that we don't know. I mean, it, and, and reading up on this, apparently, yeah. it, it's, there's different severity, right? You know, right. and, and dip, happens different with different, cases right and so if they have been told i would think that there is a chance he could be back within eight weeks sure and so since there is a chance they're not putting him on no IR. and they're they, this is they're 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 looking for the they're looking for the inside straight like i said because it, it, if if he comes back in if he comes back in five weeks boy what a great move he comes back in six weeks boy what a great move he comes back in seven boy what a great move now you're getting eight weeks. If he comes back, you're like, okay, well, maybe you could have used the spot, but you know, you, you it's still you kept him. You, you're you're just trying to your hope. You're you're playing with hope right now is what you're doing, and you know sometimes hope is not a very good game plan. You know, hope is uh you know, but uh, we'll see. But I, we all hope for the best. Yeah, well, they, yes. I mean, they, hey, you know what? They, they there's some of the best you know best specialists in the world that are dealing on this thing. I mean, they, they, Jerry Jones will not spare any expense. To make sure, like you said, Rob, that this his life is that Travis's life is okay, and and you know that that they 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 want to know they'll they'll do the best they can to know. Yeah, what I've heard about it, <clears throat> excuse me again, is that uh, the treatments help, and then but some days can be better than others, even after that. You can feel good one day, and the next day it's, it's just it truly is a day to day proposition until this the symptoms go away, and I think eventually, if you catch it early enough, it will. Now it's another thing to go up and play all pro level football after this. So I, yeah, I'm with Brian that we you just don't know. Uh, but I like that analogy. You're just making you're making a calculate taking a calculated risk that, yeah. that you can get your all pro center back at some point. Yeah. All right, and we are taking a calculated risk that there will be phone calls for us to go to when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues from the star in Frisco. And yes, I do wear readers. Yes. Do you like me and my readers, or do I, you prefer to not wear readers? You do whatever you, you need to do, Bill. Yep. I think it's Whatever very distinguished. Whatever gets the job done. It's very distinguished. You know, I'm just sitting there looking at Maybe I'll keep them on. <laughs> you know, it's funny on the TV broadcasts. Babe wears readers. Yeah. I wear readers. Of course, uh, the other game, uh, the, the last game, Michael Irvin wears glasses anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all sitting there with our readers on as the game's going on. And then the producer tells us, okay, we're going to take a camera shot yeah, of the, the booth. So we're all, before the camera comes yeah. on, we take our glasses <laughs> off. Get like People don't know that we need readers. Of course we need readers. I think it's a good look. Yeah. We're 50-something. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, Rob, you'll need readers. Life happens. That's yeah, right. Life comes at you fast. That's exactly right. How about we go to Adrian in Texas? Adrian, where are you in this great state of Texas? Well, I'm I'm from Westlaco. Westlaco, all right. There we go. Westlaco, what's now, their nickname? What's the high school nickname? Uh, we don't have a high school nickname. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> a Texas <laughs> town without a high school. All right. Yeah. Now got? I have a question. I have a question for Brian. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Brian, I, I noticed that I noticed that with with that barely released, the Cowboys saved three million dollars. I don't see why they're not going after Earl Thomas. Can you respond to that? Well, because they have the extra money, that's why they're going. They're, why they're not going after Earl Thomas? Is that the question? Did he? Yeah. There? Yeah. It takes two to tango. Yeah. It, it, and if you've listened to me or followed me on Twitter or anything I'm talking about. John Snyder and I go way back. John was a, my intern at Green Bay, so I know John. But this is one of those things that John will not talk to me about. because. And But I know why he's doing this. He's not giving this guy up because it sets a bad presence in his locker room. He doesn't want guys – John Gruden gave up. I mean, John Gruden knew he couldn't sign Khalil Mack, so he just gave up on it. He took what he can get. John doesn't feel that way. I know John. John does not feel like he does not want players coming in and demanding to be traded and all that. You know, I do know for a fact and talking to somebody other than John Snyder, when Earl Thomas went and made that little jaunt to the Cowboy locker room, John Snyder was ready to get rid of Earl Thomas at that point. 
And Pete Carroll told him, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. And I heard that from some other Seattle folks. So, but John is not ready to trade Earl Thomas, you know. Makes sense. But it's also in a situation, too, where the minute he is, then he needs to call Dallas. And Dallas either needs to say, yes, we can do this, or no, we can't do this, you know. But but they've they've had some conversations. They had conversations during the draft. They had they had conversations when Dallas went on the clock at fifty. We were here in this room draft show. I was thinking they were talking about a possibility of a safety. You know, we the the kid Moore. We were talking about him from Southern Miss. Oh, maybe they're going to take this guy here. It's a good opportunity to grab a safety. We were thinking about a safety, but we were thinking about the wrong safety. Stephen Jones was on the phone for an extensive period of time talking about. But they were going to take. That's when they took Connor Williams. So, there. See, I don't. I know that Seattle is not ready to trade him. Just talking, everybody but John. And I know that Dallas will listen once Seattle makes that move. But there's no reason Dallas is not going to say, "Okay, we'll go take off your hands." Once Seattle makes the call, then you can be able to negotiate with Seattle. That's where. That's where this is going to come down to. I've said this all along. It's you've got to have the other team be willing to trade the guy, you know. And but Seattle also might be putting putting outfielders out there saying we want a first round pick, which they're not going to get. Wow. Yeah. You know they're not going to get that. So I don't. I it, it's it's not. It this is the ball is not in the Cowboys' court. The ball is in the Seattle Seahawks' court. Like the caller asked about money. Money's, no, that, that, cap yeah. space is not an issue. Here. Not, they're like they had cap space before they re- released right. Dan they're Bailey. Like Twenty million under the cap right now. Yeah, they're doing fine. Yeah, it's now there were the the Dan Bailey release and that three and a half million dollars. If they want to extend guys, if they want That's, to have yeah, money exactly. available to They've use, got, yeah, Jerry in, Jones in talked about that this cap morning. Year, yeah, then that gives them three and a half more million dollars to use. They have those lines. Jerry Jones brought it up this morning on 105.3 The Fan. He said, you know, because the question was asked, do you use the money now or do you save the money? And, you know, he says, hey, we've got some guys coming up that we have to think about. We have some hefty contracts looking, you know, you, you talk about with what if Demarcus Lawrence has another great year? You know, Dak Prescott, that's going to be a big contract if he has a great Aaron year. Aaron Jones. Yeah. They, I mean, they've got guys that young players that they want to try and extend and keep here. So I, you know, I, I again, the Earl Thomas stuff, when, when Seattle has had enough, that's when you're going to have an opportunity because that will be the best time to deal with Seattle. That's when Seattle will say, okay, we will take whatever your best offer is. And the Cowboys might not offer the best deal. Let's be let's be real honest about this. John Snyder doesn't owe it to him to trade him to Dallas. He can trade him wherever he feels like he could get the best offer from. That's his job. In fact, he probably does not want to send him to Dallas. Yeah. 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 A because and, Dallas is in their conference, B because that's what Earl Thomas but wants. But it, it's his job to get the best offer. Exactly. And if Dallas offers the best package to get Earl Thomas, then you'll see Earl Thomas being traded. But until Seattle's ready to trade him, we're, we're just we're just we're And starting today, it now it Earl Thomas now gets hit in the pocketbook. Yeah, he does, but in what happens when those fines and stuff like that, 
when they come back, mysteriously, some team just goes, oh, we forgot about the fines. All right. We'll forget about the fines. <laughs> if you come back and If play. you come back, we'll just forget about the fines. Yep. That's what All right. Uh, and Rob Wilson on Twitter, he tweets at me, at CBS 11, Bill Jones. Glad you're okay, but why the pool and not the shower? On my little incident Fair on point. Sunday. And, uh, that, Smart man. The reason the pool and not the shower is my wife wouldn't let me in the house with plaster all over me, so I had to get in the shower. How about shower. the hose? How about <laughs> yeah. back in the day, Bill? Didn't you ever grow up where your mom took you outside? Actually, I had already used the garden hose, yeah, and it didn't get everything the garden off, hose. so I decided I needed to fully immerse myself. Yeah, there you go. And I got a little more than I bargained for. All right, let's go to Phil in Louisiana next up on Talking Cowboys. Phil. Morning, guys. Morning. And, uh, Hey, Brian, I just wanted to tell you, I took your advice, and I'm going to be pithy, get to the point here, okay? Please Last do. time I talked to you, it was about uh, Travis Frederick and Guillaume Beret. Yeah. I want to offer an opinion, albeit um, about his condition. I want to be encouraging. Uh, it's anecdotal, but uh, based on my dad's experience with it, sure. I don't believe Travis Frederick will be out eight weeks. Okay. Uh, the very idea that he was walking around very soon after the diagnosis and the initial treatments was pretty encouraging to me. If he's got his energy and is and has enough energy to come out, stand up for a few hours at the game, all these things he's doing, then that tells me what's, uh, what he's dealing with now is the, the latent or the hidden effects of the disease, not the uh, actual overt things like, you know, a loss of, of muscular use or, or yeah. things of that nature. But I, I just feel like if he goes four, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he'll go four, but I don't certainly don't think he'll go eight. So I'll tell you, but, but we don't know his strength levels. We, we don't right. know. We don't know that. I mean, I, I really appreciate you making this call. I know you, you went through it with your family and all that. But this, these cases, I mean, we don't know his strength level. I mean, he can look good walking around and all that. But we don't know his strength level. We don't know how much strength he lost. I mean, he, he could be down 50% from his strength levels. You know, I mean, he's going to well, have to build all that back up. So, well, I'm, I'm, I, you know, for, for us, you know, I, and I, I keep saying this. I appreciate you saying it, that, you know, it, this, is, this is something. This is, we're sailing like, you know, we're Columbus, the Nina, the Pina, and the Santa Maria. We're, <laughs> we're, we're trying to find land right now, you know? Well, Brian, I can tell you this. Guillaume Barrett is very worse. It just totally drops the person to their to their. Sure, but you know, but again, we knees, don't know, you know his strength levels. This is a professional athlete, right? Right. Okay. You're right. And 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 that's where. And again, I appreciate your insight, knowledge on this, but we don't know. That's I mean, yeah. we, we he can look fine walking around. He's a professional athlete. It's a good point you just made. There's two sides to it, right? He's a professional athlete, finely tuned athlete, yeah. young man can, you would think, conceivably recover fairly quickly if it's caught quickly right Right. but he's also in a profession that you got to line up and against 300 pound guys he's 75 percent that's no Uh, good who does carolina have lining up over the center this week uh, the, the friggin Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe. <laughs> Short Poe. Who yeah. do the Giants have the yeah. following week? Yeah. Some dudes. Snacks. Yeah. Some this snacks. <laughs> yeah. That's who right. who eats centers for snacks? <laughs> that's right. So that's what you're going up against. And by the way, Phil, I really appreciate our word of the day today. Pithy. I like that pithy. word. He said he was going to be pithy. You know what pithy means? I had to look it up myself. I've heard it in a phrase of pithy comments. Yeah, so, well, that's exactly the way oh, it's it used. Quick. Was it an uh, apple? 
Pithy would be concise and forcefully expressive, which is exactly the way Brian Broaddus wants all of our callers to be, right? I just, and I would agree with that. You know that. what? If you're we in, want to be, we want you to be pithy, pithy with your questions. Not and, pissy. We want you to be pithy. <laughs> I, okay, that's new. I thought that's, pithy meant like smartass. But pithy is concise to the point. and forcefully expressive. No, I, you know, I, I don't mean no disrespect to him. No, no. no, no I mean, I, I really I, like I, that. I, yeah. I just, we don't know the strength level of this, of Frederick. We really don't. I mean, he could be way down until, until, know, until he think, gets to start lifting. I think and all of us that, who are watching the early days yeah. of training camp looked at Travis and there were some one-on-one battles where he did not look as strong as what right. he's been in the past. Right. And I say that based on his statement that he released right. at the time that he was, it was announced that he was diagnosed with this. He said over the last four weeks, I think it was something that he had been dealing with uh, right. since the start of training camp. Right. And there they were, thought they were stingers because usually right. when you have that stinger issue in your neck and shoulder, it's lack of strength, it's a strength issue. And that's what uh, someone asked me, a, a friend of mine asked me, well, didn't he get hit in a – and that was when Antoine Woods and him got into the little yeah. fracas, whatever. It's when but Antoine that, Woods became a player all of a sudden. That's yeah. right. And um, and we'll go – we'll look at – we'll look back at Antoine Woods' career yeah. and think back to that <laughs> yeah. moment in Oxnard. Like, you know, gosh, that's, how do you get he the best from, of Travis Frederick there? And all of a sudden he went yeah, to, he went from to all pro string, tackle. Fourth string to first string. <laughs> In one fell swoop, yeah. one fell swipe of Travis <laughs> Frederick's jaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, Cowboys report back today after the long weekend. Uh, what do you think those players are thinking as they hit the star today? This is it's time, it's go time. Yeah, I think that you know with the players, the coaches, you know they'll come in, they'll have the run. Now, now's when the routine begins. You know, this is now for the next seventeen weeks. You get into a routine. You get into a routine of. You know, when you come in, when you lift, when you meet, when you eat, when you meet, when you practice, when you, you know, you do your own work on the side, you know, Sean Lee and those guys. And hopefully these young guys will follow along some of the leads that, you know, the guys working and getting ready, you know, for these games. It's it it's it's a strange thing. And I don't know. I mean, you guys know this better than most that you it's week one. And then the next thing you know, you'll wake up and it's week seven. I was just it, thinking that driving happens, in, it happens it, fast. Because it, it it's Groundhog Day. It is it, a routine it for happens, us, too. It happens really fast. And But this is where you you, you know you go to Carolina, and I'm just going to say this. They have got to find a way. If they want to be a playoff team, not only you think about what you have to do in your own division, which will be very difficult in itself, you cannot go and be 1-3 against the uh, the NFC South. Those are the teams you are battling for. If you if you Even if you're in a, even if you're in a wild card spot, you were battling those teams. I mean, they, they put three teams last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to think about the teams. You know, I mean, you're in a battle with Seattle probably, depending on what the Rams do. You play them. You cannot go out and give these games away. You cannot go out and be one and three against. Uh, How about the first four games of this season? Well, yeah, and you think about it. If you look at it, there's another team. You think about Detroit is the fourth team in the in the in the way it is. I just think I just think the I think a lot will hinge on this. On this NFC North, I mean, this NFC South. I just don't. You just can't go through and and be one and three against these guys because at the end of the day, when they line them up in December, they're going to say, "Oh wait, Falcons were one game better than you. Now they get to go play. You know, they get to go play a a, a wild card game against the Rams." Mm -hmm. 
And then what they do? They beat the Rams, and then they turn out now they're playing against the Eagles. And they were one really bad play call away from being in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. So you cannot you cannot go out there and just and give these games away. You got to be ready. You got to get out of the blocks. This Carolina game is really huge, and not only to start the season, but also to find a way to keep Carolina behind you in the playoff hunt. Because you're yeah, your your point is head to head tiebreakers when it comes oh, down to December. Yeah. And Bill, you talked about the first four games. Look at the quarterbacks they're facing. Cam Newton, Eli Manning with maybe a better cast around him and better running game for better sure. Better running game for sure. Russ Wilson and Matt Stafford. Yeah. And we've talked about how good this defense has looked. They may have to carry things this first month and at least keep things interesting for the offense. And then you look at the second four. I mean, yeah, you go to week five and, mm, and you got three AFC South teams in that second quarter of the yeah. season at Houston and Jacksonville. And you got at Washington. Got to split there somehow. You got to find a way to maybe go win a game at Houston or take care of Jacksonville at home. Those are two potential. I, you could say what you want about Houston, but we saw them the other day. I know that was a lot of their backups and stuff like that playing. That's a good roster, though. It is. That's a really good roster. It and, is. And, and the and fact they're, they're we didn't even, we, this yeah, year. and we didn't even get to see Watson, you know, the, the the quarterback there. I mean, he could be a very different. nineteen touchdown passes yeah. in six starts last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, they were averaging like forty points a game back in to back. Games. That's two back to back defenses right there that are going to be if they're healthy. Yeah, if they're healthy, that's yeah. right. Yes. I just, I, I, there's just, the schedule has got a lot of those. You just can't ride the roller coaster here. You can't afford to just trade games up and down, up and down, up and down. Can't do that. You got to find a way. When they won, when they won that 11 straight games in a row, what they do, the the AFC North, which I thought was going to be really, really difficult, and they also swept the NFC North. If you remember, Green Bay, Detroit. They also Minnesota. swept all the road games. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no excuse. I mean, if you're going to be a 13, not not to say the Cowboys are going to be or need even but to, to be win the a 13 division, and three, but to, to win, win the, the division, division, you got to go on the road and win. You've got to go on the road, and it starts at Carolina this weekend. You probably That's need, right. You probably need ten wins. Yeah. You probably need ten wins to get in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think these first four games are so important. And so, don't see, get behind the eight see, ball. See, this is where this is where this you know when I I don't like it when fans say this. I hate the must win game. Is this a must-win game? You know, yeah, they're all must-win because you only play 16 of them. That's what's the beauty of the NFL. Every game is must-win. They must win against Carolina. They must. People say, "Oh, you can't go through life like that." Yeah, I can, because there are only 16 (laughs) of these things. And at the end of the day, they're going to add them up. It's not the NBA. It's not Major League Baseball. You can't rest, guys. Yeah, you can't. You can't. 16 days. You cannot afford a four-game losing streak in the NFL. You do that, you're gonna you're not gonna be in the playoffs. Or two. You go on yeah. two, you start over. Someone two, do the research on how many teams with a four game losing streak yeah. have made it even to the playoffs, much yeah. less having I any think that San Diego, like in ninety eight, started <laughs> Owen four. Seriously, yeah. I think they I think it, they were one of the few but it doesn't happen. You've but the, 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 these these games are all must win. And I, I I've I've always treated them that way. Always treated them that way. All right, that does it for Talking Cowboys for this Tuesday. We will be shouting at you again tomorrow and look forward to the break later today here on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?